All my fans convinced me to grow my hair back. Grew it back, then started missing my fame. I got hit, start tripping, I wasn't underground. Got underground, start tripping, I need heat. When you down, then people give you the run around. But feels great to know who really gives a shit. You cut the grass and the snakes will show. And know your neighbor's fertilizer is fake. Don't let it fool you. We always searching for what we never had. Always ignoring what's in front of our face. We've been conditioned to things. The grass is always greener on the other side. Always searching for another high. Ah. The grass is always greener on the other side. Caterpillar to a butterfly. Ah. The grass is always Hold up. 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 Hold up, Luda. Bob and R&B mixes on K100 Radio. Hold up, Luda. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because you know what, though? Let me tell you something, man. Welcome, everybody, to the Shizow. K100 Radio, I'm your host, Blizzard, man. Thanks about it for tuning in to the show. I really appreciate it. If you want to hit us up right now, we live. 347-934-0966. That's the number to dial to the show. 347-934-0966. That's the number to dial to the show. And right now, man, I'm really going... To go live, and I got a, a special direct line interview that I got to do right now. Hold on, let me get my background music set up and queued up. Here, hold on, let me get that thing started. Here, okay, here it is. So I got somebody on the line right now that I really, really, really rock with in the music industry. It's not too many people that I rock with. It's not too many people that came along and been an influence and really helped and really looked out for me over here at K100 Radio. But this particular person, oh, I got a tastemaker. That's what they call us. Us people that's in the industry that's doing some influence, that's doing some damage, that's doing some work. I got a tastemaker on the line with me right now. All right? You ever heard of the ATL record pool? First of all, if you're in the music industry, you should have. You know what I'm saying? You should have. If you're a grinder, you out here really grinding and you out here really doing your thing, I know you know about the ATL record pool. I got the creator of that fabulous networking event. One of the most important, biggest networking events in Atlanta, in the Southeast, on the line with me right now. Miss P. Brown, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you loud and clear. What's going on? Yep, I'm hearing you. I hear you. What's going on, P? What's good? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm glad to have you on here, K One's Radio, man. Ten year anniversary of the ATL record pool, and I got so many questions I want to ask you. But you know, we're gonna get to the specifics and everything. But before we even get to that point, let me just pause real quick. Stop. Let me start the music. <laughs> Let me start the music. Because I I, I want to make sure, because this is being recorded, we're throwing this up on the SoundCloud and all that. Y'all make sure y'all rock with us over there. Make sure y'all rock with the ATL record pool. Just in case you guys can't catch this live, we're going to make sure we record it and put it over there on our SoundCloud. Because I want to I wanna get to the meat and potatoes of what's going on in the music industry. And this is one this is one person that actually knows. This is the person that started from the ground up. Nobody, nobody this is the person that I saw you know, build a brand. And I saw her build a brand before she knew who I was. Sometimes people are watching you. And this is one of the things that I tell independent artists all the time. You never know who's watching. You never know who you'll end up working with that's watching what you do now. This is somebody that I watched before I even knew who she was, before she knew my face. I saw her and I used to come to her events all the time. Just as an artist, just a person in the crowd, just checking out what she was doing. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, we got to a point where we were mutually, you know, had some uh, things going on that helped, that made sense for us to work together uh, on a professional level. But before that, I saw her go all the way up from... A small time, she had a, uh, a newspaper, and uh, like it was a magazine, a newspaper, a newspaper. Mm-hmm. and I saw all that stuff, and I saw all of it come and turn into the ATL record pool and everything. And I used to just sit back, and I say, whatever you know comes to this person, whatever comes to P, 
you deserved it. No one gave it to you. You actually got it out the mud. And I want to make sure everybody understands that because sometimes I talk to people and they're in the industry and I don't really necessarily know the history. I mean, I know everything about you, but I can be a witness and say, listen, this is the person that I saw really, really, really grind, put on event after event after event. So if, if whatever comes of the ATL record pool or anything that you're doing, whether it be a TV show that we're going to talk about that you got coming up, all that kind of stuff. No one just handed this to her. And I think a lot of time people think that, you know, just because you come with tits and ass, it was handed to you. You know what I'm saying? But it, it, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't handed to you. Because I think it's harder. I know. I know that. But, but people think that. But people think that, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm gonna, I'm, that's the one question I want to ask you. But people really think that sometimes just because you're a female, it's easier. And I'm like, no, it's not. And that's the one question I want to talk to you because. We want to be. I want to. I want you to be inspiration for the next generation of, of young women that's coming up in the music industry. And I know you've got some some stories to tell. But back. Let me get my music going back in the background. I just want to make sure I said that. Made that perfectly clear. No one gave this woman anything. She really got it out the mud. So P, tenth year anniversary of the ATL record pool. This journey that you've been on. Did you ever think it was going to come to this when you first started the ATL record pool? Um, honestly, honestly, I didn't know what it was going to be. I, I, I started the networking event, you know, it was start, it was actually called Street Talk Networking, Event 101 or something to that wild craziness. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the Street Talk Networking 101 music conference or something like that when I very first started because I was doing the Street Talk newspaper. Right, right. So it started out as an event for the newspaper. Um, and then I, I really, really quickly realized that it, it, it needed to be more about the DJs and more about the actual music because that's what really churned everything. So, uh-huh. so it started to, um, I would book, I would book like maybe four or five or six DJs and then, um, other DJs would ask me, you know, how do I get on, how do I get on the event? And I was like, well, are you have enough spinning DJs, but if you want to come and, you know, maybe, you know, critique the music or listen to the music and then it kind of just kind of snowballed from there you know we started out with four djs and the four djs was actually uh holiday dj holiday dj screen dj goldfinger and uh dj aries that was the very first uh street dot networking or now record pool event it was those four djs and then from there it just started building right so there's a couple things i want to ask you right now about the first of all just just i want to start lightly can you just off the top of your head, because it's been, first of all, this is this event has been going on 10 years, and you do it twice a year, so that's really like double that. It's like 20 of these things that you've done. Yeah, you know I do what it saying? twice a year. Right. So mm-hmm. since you do it twice a year, this is, everybody think, oh, she's done 10 of these. No, she's done 20 of these at this particular point, because she does it twice a year. Well, actually, I used to do it four times. I used to do it quarterly. Oh, well. For the first four years, yeah, for the first four years, I did it quarterly. We did it, it was the first quarter record pool, second okay. quarter record pool, and then as it got bigger, I did it three times a year. <laughs> I did it the first. I did the first of the year. I did the summer, and then the end of the year. Um, and then it got bigger, <laughs> and so we had to go down to two. So um, it, I used to actually for the first four years we did it. We did it every quarter, and then it, we uh, for about two or three years we were doing it three times a year, and, and uh, we cha- I changed it into two times a year. So basically, she's done this a shitload of times. There we go. Okay. <laughs> That's 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 what we got. That's what we're at with that. So let me let me let me ask you this: Out of all of the years you've been doing this, give me it. Give me the one thing, the one positive thing that you've ever seen that you really just didn't expect. Like maybe somebody came through and showed love you didn't expect. Whatever. Out of all these years, give me that one moment that you was like, 
wow, this shit is big. You know what I'm saying to yourself? You know, it, it definitely cannot be one moment. It's every, it's every event. To be honest with you, I, I, every event, every time I open the doors and the event gets packed, I, I'm wild because I'm actually nervous all the way up until. I shoot probably after the doors open, so it's it's I, I'm wild every every record pool I'm wild <laughs> I am wild I, I can't believe no I'm, I'm not even being funny I, I can't even believe that so many people scheduled you know uh, a, a part of their life to be at my event it just it just it, it really floors me every time I have a record pool so it, it just wilds me. I think that's one. Pe- I think that's one thing people don't understand. Like when you're doing an event as a promoter, or it doesn't even matter if you're a promoter, if you're an artist, or if you're a producer, or if you're doing anything of uh, anything that you create and that you start yourself, whether it be a business. I think a lot of people sometimes don't stop and take back and say, "This person doesn't have to be here. This person doesn't have to listen to this song. This DJ doesn't have to like this record." I, don't, I think a lot of people when they're doing events like this and they get big, I think sometimes they will be remiss to to, to not realize that. Look. No one has to do this. You know what I'm saying? This is the entertainment yeah, they, industry. You, this have is to, not, you have to be grateful. This was yeah. a personal choice. Exactly. For everybody to walk through that door was a personal choice. For every DJ to walk through that door was a personal choice. And I understand that, you know, there's a lot of um there's a lot of networking, there's a lot of that you can get out of the event, but still at the end of the day it's still a personal choice. For that person to get up in the morning and say, Okay, I got to be at the virus at a certain time. You know, it's so to me, when, you know, everybody has a personal choice every day when they wake up or what they're going to do and what their itinerary is going to be. So when I have, when I see a thousand, fifteen hundred people just walk through a door, it just, it drives me. It, like I said, that's my wild moment every event. Exactly. So let me ask you this then. Since you, I, and I know you, I know you've got plenty of these to tell. But give me the one, give me a story, just give me, you don't got to name names, but give me a moment in the ATL record pool history <laughs> that you was like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? You know what I'm saying? That, that like, give me a moment that behind the scenes, because people may have been there and may have seen something that happened on stage, whatever, but give me that behind the scenes moment that people just didn't see. You know, see. it's so funny that you asked that because I just had a what the fuck is wrong with this person. <laughs> I just had and, and, and it's a story that is so fresh and so uh, just happened because a lot of I'm being honest with you a lot of the what the fuck is wrong with this person happens doesn't happen at the event right. um I actually had um the open mic last night for uh-huh. um a number of the artists that come out every Monday and we had went through the whole month of qualifying people and getting people to come and this that and the other and um the, the event was so crazy and so open last night that um, I was supposed to pick two artists that, but I decided to pick five. Now this is five artists that could actually do their single, perform their single at the ATL Rocket Pool on this Tuesday. I was going to pick two, but it was just so hard I picked five. And when I told the five, I was like, you're not going to know who was supposed to be the two. I'm, you might you have made it or you might not made it. Right. I'm not going to go there and say who was the first, second, or third. Everybody's going to do it. What we're going to do is we're going to cut the performances to three minutes each. And we're going to do the, the open mic medley where I can present the five hardest artists at my open mic. And you all, and the three minutes, to be honest with you, three minutes is damn near a whole song. If you can't rock a stage in three minutes, you can't rock a stage. Right. Exactly. Period. Right. Exactly. I don't care what nobody said. You can't rock a stage in one minute. Honestly, you can't rock a, you can't rock a stage. Exactly. But I said, instead of, you know, doing the whole length songs, I want each person to submit me a three-minute, you know, show CD. And so I'll, and I'm personally going to 
introduce each one of you up for your three minutes and you can rock and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I actually had an artist that declined because what? I can't say the gender. That person felt that they weren't getting what they were supposed to win. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Like I said, now, they didn't know, they did not know if they were first or second. They, they might have not won, period. Right. So but this particular artist declined like 30 minutes ago and said that they felt like they were um, not getting what they were supposed to win. So they were they were respectively, respectively declined to perform at a record pool with 300 artists and 40 plus labels and media and a 10 year event. They declined to perform. <laughs> now, what the fuck is wrong with that person? All right, this is the thing. This and you know what? This 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 is this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you, P. Because I think what you do, what what you do, I think a lot of people have it kind of twisted. And even I can admittedly, admittedly, so P. I'm gonna tell you some shit. Because you, as you know, like I told you, you know this. We never met. We never dealt from the from the artist Blizzard P. Brown situation. You know what I'm saying? We've always dealt on a professional level. We've always dealt as Blizzard program director from K100 Radio, but. As an artist, I remember coming to your events as an artist. Now, this is the thing, and I and I, I got to get a gun and shots again one more time. And this gun, the gun shots are because this is this is something that I had to learn. I didn't understand what a lot of people like you go through until I became owner of a platform. You feel what I'm saying? On this when side, I, right, uh-huh. right. When I when I jumped to the other side of the fence, that's when I started to really realize some of the shit. People like in you and your position actually go through with independent artists. Now I don't know why, the, why in holy hell, someone would decline a free performance opportunity on that particular stage because even like you said, if they didn't even know that they were the winner, they don't even know if they were going to get those three minutes, let alone however many minutes they were exactly. supposed to get. So let alone right. So I I don't even understand the logic in that. And but, they, I was floored. I was floored <laughs> because one thing that I was I, I was disappointed because. The reason I upped it to five is because, obviously, I saw something in each one of those artists. Right. You know? And so, I was really disappointed because it felt like it was slapping my face. You know? Because I was like, okay, you invested maybe $30, $40 total. That was just coming in the door. And you have artists out here who are willing to buy full media packages for 400 and 500 mm-hmm. And this person was given a blessing. And I call it a blessing. You know, to get, get out there and rock. And believe believe me, my, my open mic people are very special to me because these are the people that mess with me on a weekly basis. Right. So these five people were going to get, or are going to get, really blowed up, you know? And so I was just like, I don't understand. So but then again, sometimes it's just... This have to just pull back and just don't understand why some people block their own blessing and just got to keep it moving. And, and I, I do understand because I used to wonder why wasn't this person picked up? I don't understand right. why this person is still running around the city. But right. now I understand. But but this is <laughs> this is the thing about that. This is the thing, and I, this is a bigger question, and this is something that I'm glad that I can have this interview with you and have this platform because I got to get into this with you, P. Here is the thing. There is a undercurrent of like dismay and you know uh uh 
with this with the open mic showcase atmosphere in Atlanta, Georgia. A lot of people in Atlanta, and a lot of artists especially, but a lot of people that don't even really know the inner workings of what it takes to even put on an event, they don't get it. They have it's it's now it's like it's kind of like turning into a fuck the fuck open mic attitude. You feel me? And it's because a lot of people feel like they are they should. A lot of artists have this I should be getting paid to perform Not paid to perform Mentality And this is the thing I want you to just break down One thing for me You know what I'm saying How much does it cost Just to put on the ATL record pool Now I know you Without getting into the, the, the nuances Just how much money do you as a promoter Because you have to incur the cost Of actually putting on this event Just give me a ballpark figure How much it costs to even put on the ATL record pool And then we're going to talk about Why people feel like If someone invests that kind of money Into a situation Into building a platform Into getting all of these people Like me, myself All the DJs And all the other people That may come out To just be in one spot To even network And most artists that come Don't even do that They just want to be superstars That they're not And sit and look cool But we want to, we'll talk about that too But how much money Does it take to even put on an event Like the ATL record pool Cause I want, I got, I'm gonna break it all the way down. Cause people have it. People sit back and they look at, even if it's your weekly open mic or whatever. There's cost incurred, but just let's talk about the ATL record pool. Cause this is what we're talking about. How much is it cost to put that? Well, I mean, I mean, let's talk about. Okay, let me let me just touch on open mic though. Okay. Open mic is crazy. It's crazy because people don't understand. You know, if they pay ten dollars to get in, ten dollars to perform. We do free open mic. We don't even make them perform. Right. Pay to perform. Right. But. They have to understand, it's still, it's still 100 to 150 for the DJ. It's still, you know, 80 or something for the door girl. You're still paying for drinks for the special guests that you have come out. You're still paying, you know, for security. So you still, when, when the promoter walks even into an open mic, the promoter can be anywhere between 500 to 800 in a hole. Just that quick, just by opening the door. Right. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. And believe me, open mics don't get you rich. They don't get you rich. Now, as far as the record pool, Workable. <laughs> it's funny I said this last night, and people were looking at me like I was crazy, you know. But I mean, just put it like this: the security for the record pool for an event when you open the doors at four o'clock and you go till three o'clock in the morning—that's eleven hours at twenty-five security people because the event hosts fifteen hundred people. Right. So, and not, not to mention the parking lot security, the security runs twenty-eight hundred dollars. Right. Security, okay. three thousand dollars. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Just security. Secu- listen, stop. <laughs> This is what I'm trying to get everybody to, to understand, man. Listen, man, y'all have to understand because sometimes I did, I didn't get it. I didn't understand why am I paying this person five hundred dollars just to come up there and do a song or do do a fifty a ten minute song or you know what I'm saying just to come to their just to come to their event, blah blah. And I used to all I I honestly used to kind of be on the other side of the fence when when I was an artist and I used to be like, man, sh- that's a lot of money. I could you know what I'm saying now for me a person like me I used to I used to sit back and say, okay. Because I'm a networker You know what I'm saying I'm sitting here right now Where I'm at right now Talking to you Because I'm a networker You know what I'm saying And I come to events like yours To actually literally network Shake hands or whatever You know what I'm saying So I I, I used to look at it And say okay I can I can I have this amount of a budget Which most independent artists Really don't have zero budget But to me I looked at it like I have this amount of money This budget I can use it to go on stage And rock Or I can just use it to come in I can use this kind of money And come in Then I can promo And really shake some hands Maybe get at somebody Promo And right. get some numbers And right. some follow up it's, I mean you know it's, right. it's levels to everything Right right So but I don't But but you just said You just said We haven't even talked about a DJ We haven't even talked about Securing the venue We haven't even talked about You know a, a VIP drinks And whatever that you is That you got We haven't even talked about Any of that And we're already at $3,000 
This is where already at three thousand. Yeah, you're at three thousand dollars. So this is the thing. That's, Everybody that's has to security. understand. Because a lot of people are like it don't take that much security. I said, but yes, most clubs open at eleven o'clock at night. Or most clubs open at ten. They right. open the doors at ten. Right. Open my doors at the record pool at four. So that's that that's a seven, eight hour difference uh, that I need security at. So that's when they go, Oh, okay, now I understand. You know. I mean, it just you know you're paying those 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 guys hourly, you know. So, right. but that's you know, like I said, that's just that's the budget of having to put on a big event, though. Right. You know, that's just the budget of having to put on a big event. But a lot of people just don't. They, they overlook the security. They overlook the valet. <laughs> they overlook the um, DJ tab, which runs usually about eight hundred to thousand dollars just the DJ tab. They, um, that's just meaning the food and the drink and right. stuff for the DJs that came out there. For free, <laughs> yes, the DJs came for free. Right, but I spend well over a thousand dollars making sure that they they get their food, they drink, they they're happy. You know, right. Um, you know, so that's the, that's the DJ panels and the special guest panels and all that good stuff, and and, and it goes on and on and on. Right. <laughs> so this is the, so I, I'm just, I just want people to understand because I know a lot of people feel like oh and you know i'm i'm pretty sure every every year it goes down every year it goes off with a hitch and every year there's a lot of people that come out so at this particular point i'm, I'm not the person that's going to even sit here and even just think about questioning the validity of the platform because it doesn't make any sense to do that when i've been there numerous times and i've seen what the turnout ends up being every time you know when you got people like drama coming through like they did last time and all that kind of stuff eight ball mjg it was just crazy people that came janelle i think it was janelle Monet or something I, it was somebody that came through i think it was yeah, Monet. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like, this you one know, this one Tuesday. Oh my gosh! Right, it, it, it's gonna be on some other. <laughs> right. So, so this, this, but this is the thing, Pete. Sometimes I know about the people coming, and a lot of times I don't. Um, sometimes I don't even know who's in the venue, so I watch this tape. I, mean, <laughs> I watch the video. I don't even right. know who's there. But it's so daunting. And by by the way, I know, I know. First of all, if you do come, you know you want to be free. Well, you want to make friends with Pete. Offer her a blue motherfucker. That's her drink of choice. You know what I'm saying? A picture, by the way. A picture, by the way. Open mic. That's the open mic. Yeah, but well, well, sometimes because I've seen you, I've seen you, I've seen it get crazy. I've seen it, and this is something I want to talk to you about, P. You know what? I'm so glad I got you on the phone line because I'm actually in. I'm I'm literally right now in the middle of writing a blog, and 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 the blog, and I haven't named it title yet, but it has a lot to do with just everything that just happened recently with plies and everything. And your stage at the ATL Record Pool, it's, it's, it's about niggas in the stage, okay? My blog is about niggas in the stage, and niggas always wanting to be on stage. You know what I'm saying? They don't supposed to be on stage. And I see a lot of times at your Record Pool event, it's all at, at some point in the night, it's always, the, the stage is going to always turn into, why the and fuck I are try, you up here? And you I know try, what I'm saying? <laughs> and I try, and I try. Every time. Every Please time. don't think I don't try. I try. <laughs> I try. But listen. And, and it, I try. It, 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 it just don't work. Why? It don't work. Why? Somebody's going somebody's gonna to get offended. Somebody's going to be mad. Uh-huh. Somebody needs their brother on the stage to tell them their crew. And, and it, 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 I try. I try to keep the stage clear. It's not just to, you know, the respect the sponsors. Right. You know, the sponsors of the event. And I try. But. <laughs> it just, it just, it's, it's not just your event. What is it? What What do you think it is, Pete? Is everybody, is everybody want to be a star? Is that what it is? Everybody want to be a star? Why does the stage always get chaotic? I mean, but there's not a problem with that because at the end of the day, that's, that's what the business is built on, you know? So I don't have a problem with everybody wanting to be a star and everybody wanting to be a performer, everybody wanting to be a singer or a rapper or uh-huh. an actor or, or whatever. And I think it's only everybody because this is the business that we're in. 
<laughs> so of course the business that we're in everybody we look at wants to be something in the business so um in fact it's so funny you, I feel weird around people that don't want to be in the industry <laughs> oh you do <laughs> when I go places like family reunions or, oh, okay. or just out with you know non-industry type people I right. feel weird because they don't want to get on the mic and they don't <laughs> want to get on the stage and they can't imagine you know uh traveling around it's like why would you do that which you're like and it's so funny so I'd be like why wouldn't you you know so I don't know about everybody wanting to shine I just I don't know I just I just chop it up to the game and just be <laughs> done with it <laughs> at that point that's when you start sipping on a little bit of a blue motherfucker around by one <laughs> it depends it depends on how to how to the first part of the night went. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So let me ask you this. I, this is a serious question right here because, uh, and we touched on it earlier, but I want to make sure we get into it in depth with this interview. Uh, being a female in the music industry, being a power player, you know what I'm saying, being someone that's 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 highly respected in the game in the industry, and you're being a female. Now, earlier you said you, you, you said it's it's harder because you're a female. S- give me w- w- give me some hurdles that you go through. Being a person that's already has that has a brand as big as yours, that has this great event that everybody always comes through, but being a female, can you give me some instances where you feel like because you were a female, somebody made it difficult? Like, have you ever had someone try you on some real bullshit, and you'd be like, nigga, if I was a dude, you probably wouldn't even try that bullshit. Um, well, not, not anymore, but of course, coming up, you know, it's, it's just a natural order of things for, mm-hmm. you know, cause if you're a female, you know, you're, you're going to not be taken as seriously as a lot of your male, you know, that's why, that's why I just decided to create my own lane right? instead of trying to be in the lane with everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, all the other promoters or all the other, um, promo people or all the other you know I think as a female the, the best way you can go about um, the, the best way you can go about um, not even as a female I'm talking about even as a newcomer to the business is, is finding a lane that is that is the, the most empty lane out there I'm not, you might not have to create it but just finding the most empty lane out there that you can relate to and, and start working in it so um, instead of, you know, becoming just that straight, solid um, club promoter or that straight, solid, um, where I was competing, I made, I, you have to create something that's going to be um, an asset. Mm-hmm. So, um, I work with a lot of promoters. And, of course, when promoters need me, they call me and they say, hey, I, I'm doing a showcase of this or I'm doing a showcase of that or who's the hot artist. Blah, 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 blah. So, I became an asset instead of the competition. Right. So I think when you're trying to get in any business, you have to do, you got to figure out what's the asset. What, how can you be an asset to everyone in the business? You know, and you and that and, and when you figure that out, you you just figure out what your business is going to be. Exactly, I can I can 100% concur on that. Uh, I think that uh, no, seriously, that's I mean I'm, I'm, I mean I'm literally sitting here right now. And the, and the professional business, music business relationship that me and you have is really based on that because, you know, it, I, I got to the point where I was just like, you know, everybody's rapping, you know what I'm saying? And then I jumped to the internet radio and then, well, fuck, everybody jumped in the fucking internet radio after that. But <laughs> just, that's a fucking matter. That's not the point. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, tell, I tell a lot of artists, I tell a lot of artists, you can go the way of just being an artist. Believe me, I've seen a lot of people just go the way of being an artist and be very successful at it. Mm-hmm. Or you can be an artist and you can create something else within that industry 
that opens doors for you way before the being an artist would be. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's it's either it's either or. You yeah. know, I, I'm not saying go either way. I'm just saying that you know sometimes that helps. So you got a lot of artists that produce. You got a lot of artists that host. Right. You got a lot of. You, you see what I'm saying? Right. So they become, or you got a lot of artists that DJ. So it's just like they, all lane. Right. Right. Exactly. Let me ask you this: the um, you you wear many hats. You're 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 the promoter and you know CEO of Street Talk. But you do other things that I think a lot of people may not, may or may not know. I know that for a fact that you've uh, managed artists. How is that going? And how is that different from what you do as a promoter? Which one do you enjoy more? I think the, I think the thrill of managing an artist was more so um, finding something. In, it's, it's the same thing as being a promoter and creating an event. Mm-hmm. Finding something or an idea or something in the rough or that's not being noticed or not being listened to or not being heard and as a same thing as a promoter creating an event that's that's not being you know go, usually going to creating something and then making people aware of it so I think it's not so much that is my it's not so much of being a manager or or, or be or which one do I like best if I see a hot artist or if I deal with a hot artist and I think that no one is really paying attention to this artist but I can I can turn this diamond you know this diamond in the rough into a, a diamond and make it sparkle, you know that's that's the same thing I do when people come to me to hire me for promo or when people hire me for, you know that's the same thing I do when I when I say ooh I can have a fashion show right you know and they're not really doing fashion shows out here <laughs> how, how, how can I create that fashion show right exactly. you know and then all of a sudden I'm I'm doing a fashion show <laughs> right. or with the TV show the TV show is a big thing is exactly like that. It's just me trying to take take what I can create to another level, but seeing that there's no one doing it. Right, right. And so I said, you know, but I, I said, there's a lot of internet TV shows, there's a lot of YouTube TV shows, but I was like, I want to I want to create an actual TV show that's 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 taped in Atlanta, you know, about Atlanta right. people or Southeast people. Um, and bring it and bring it to the forefront, you know. Right. And so, I started with the radio show, the Pre Brown Live radio show. Um, that was where Pre Brown Live was very first created. And then, um, I luckily—I'm not gonna say luckily—I'm gonna say I was blessed right. <laughs> to bump into the right people to create the TV show, and I did. Well, so. that's what's that's and, and and tell us. So you said that um, you you're starting to film. I think you're starting to film uh, this month, right? For the the taping starts this month, right? April 21st is the first taping. April 21st. Absolutely. It's the very first taping um, where we're going to create we're going to create our very first pilot to deliver to uh, my ATL TV. Okay. And um, I really want to tell you congratulations on that because TV is always <laughs> TV TV always opens up so many doors and so many other opportunities and it brings so much to the brand you know what I'm saying it's gonna you know yeah I'm so excited about it yeah it, 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 that's dope you know what I'm saying I, I gotta I definitely gotta come check it out come check out the taping you know what I'm saying as someone that, that dealt in video you know uh, you know early on you know still do, do still deal in video myself uh, I think that you know people just 
film is just so much it's it's a lot more work but when you see that finished result it's just like a double ah man did i make that you know what i'm saying i think a lot of people it's a it's a gratification that you get when you get a really dope visual going on you know what i'm saying and i think it's really big and i think it's really great for you you know what i'm saying i think that it's going to shine now i'm definitely going to have uh, the full weight and support about it you know i'm definitely going to tell people about it so congratulations on that you know what yeah, I'm, saying? I'm excited about it i'm yeah. excited about the tv show really exactly. excited we have um k camp and mama d and um, Carlos Miller from Wildin' Out. That's the very, that's the first lineup for the first show on the, uh, uh, April 21st. That's so I'm really excited about it. So let me ask you this. Out of all, people don't understand, You've there have been so many people that you people see on TV and that you people be turning up to in the club and all kind of shit that came through the doors of the ATL record pool or came through the doors of one of your open mics, whether it be at Throwbacks, whatever, it's Palette, whatever. There's so many people that are quote unquote superstars now that have came through your doors. Give me give me a couple of people that you feel like you knew you knew they were gonna be where they at before it before it even popped off like that. Just give me one or two people that you like before they before they became a household name, you was like they got it. And then give me somebody that became a household name that came through there and you was like, Wow, that's the one that blew up. Give me two examples. You know, you know it's, it's so it's so many, but one of my biggest ones was um, was two chains when he was making his second bid, not right. his first bid. Um, when he was making that second bid, and he put out that first CD, and you know, and so it, it, you think it's hard to pop off once, try to pop off twice. <laughs> right. And um, he put out that first CD on the South Side, and um, I used to ride to it. I rode to it till I had to go find another one and broke the first one and rode to it again. I was like, he's about to be huge. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, he's. You know, already with Kitty Boy, and I was like, no, no, he's about to be huge. And I rolled through it, and and I, and I was a big old fan of, of, of you know, it. and then all of a sudden, damn, he was huge. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, it's just so many, it's so many, so many. Really? So many, but I mean, I'm just blessed, I'm just blessed to, um, you know, to be a part of it. And like I said, that's, all of it was my school, it was my schooling, you know? Exactly. I look at that. It was my college, and then I went. You know, I went to, I went to high school. Crumb, Crumb used to say that. Right. He used to say, "Oh, we're in elementary school, and then we're in middle school, and then we're in high school, and then we graduated, and now we're in college." And then he used to say, "Okay, we finished college, now we're gonna go back and get a a, a master's degree." And you know, so that's how I feel. Like every time, the more I'm out here, I feel like the more education I'm getting about the business. And as long as I don't stop. And, and continue learning and continue going and continue uh, growing I just feel like it's, it's one big educational fuel so when that time comes I have all the education that I need you know exactly exactly that's and I think people understand this shit is this this is you you broke it down really great because this is school for us. This for people who are in the entertainment industry is is more often than not the people who actually go to college for whatever it is. Some a lot of times they're not the ones that necessarily make it because it's just it's really the grinders, the people who come in and put out the, the footwork in the industry because this is all about relationships. I don't think people understand how important relationships in because I see artists burn bridges all the time, like 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 the the the, the complete moron that just burnt. Not I don't know if he burnt the bridge with you, but just why would you even? 
why would you even back out of this whole situation and, and, and even come at someone like that with, that's giving you opportunity? But people don't understand relationships are so key in the music industry. You know what I'm saying? Now, some of them may be overstated a little bit. But you know what I'm saying? Some people feel like, you know, you got to just be all all up in everybody's face and all up in everybody's circle. And that's, it's, it's, the industry is big, but it's small. I tell people the industry is big, but it's small. Because you still, at the, at the, at the same time, when it, the higher up you get, it kind of funnels up. And it's a smaller circle of people who have the juice. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that about the music industry. But I think that what you said is really important. The people have to understand that this is a work, 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 show your grind industry. And it's a relationship industry. I think people have to understand that it's really important to have good relationships with people. You know what I'm saying? Because when you say something about somebody or their event or whatever, a lot of times it gets back. And then you have to turn right back around and see that person in a separate situation, you know, next year. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, don't it's a, just... Just try to, everybody try to get along. But before I go, one last thing, P. The, the music industry right now is changing so much rapidly in Atlanta. Atlanta is still the music mecca. I feel Atlanta still has the juice when it comes to the hip hop and um, industry, the black music industry. But where do you see right now the shift going as far as the music industry? Do you see the music industry lasting? Because a lot of people are like the urban music industry is just like dying because no one can make money off off sales of music anymore and people had to kind of change their format where do you see the position of the music industry right now because some people are like if that's what you're doing with your life you should probably try to find something else somebody some, someone would say you're going to tv right now because music industry is, is is falling off but what do you think is the state of the music industry especially atlanta music industry right now um shoot at the end of the day baby anything that's going to change your life or has the potential of changing your life um, to greatness, anything that has a potential. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say they're not selling records, but they're getting booked for fifty and fifty, seventy thousand dollars a show. Right. Um, I think anything is going to evolve. It's going to evolve, and you're going to have the people that say it's evolving in the right direction. It's evolving in the, in the wrong direction. With it, with technology, with technology, there could be. It, it, I don't think there could be gold records and platinum records from every artist. With technology, it's just damn near impossible. Right, it's impossible. So when I t- when I when I hear people say, "Oh, the no 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 rapper hasn't sold the platinum out," or "No rapper," at the end of the day, that's then boohoo to the record labels. Get your ass and make your hit song and put it on iTunes and get downloaded ten thousand times and make a million dollars instead of you know. The record, who do you think puts those numbers out, making it feel good? It's the record labels. I'm not mad at being a record label. I love artists that get signed and roll around the world. At the end of the day, the record labels have to understand that these days they have to share the wealth. That you can get such a large percentage of the wealth that now they're just sad because if a, if a rap artist can't come up and, and, and sell 8 million records, he's not compatible or he's not. But at the end of the day, it's not that. It's technology. It's saying that this rap artist can go out and make uh, 10,000 copies of his own mixtape and go sell his own mixtape. You know? So, I don't I don't think... I think everything has an evolution to it. Everything has an involvement to it. Everything evolves. You know? Um, of course, you're going to sell more records but it's the only avenue people have to get the music. Of course! Right. Exactly. It's the only way I can get the music... But to walk into the Best Buy and buy the CD, I'm saying the only way. Yeah, it's so funny because my children cannot understand that. It, 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 it baffles their minds to say, to, to be able to understand that 
there at one time, not too long ago, maybe what, 10, 15 years, maybe? Right. Is that long? The only way I was going to get any music to play in my cake deck or in my CD player was to walk my little butt into um, Best Buy and purchase the CD. The only way, besides the radio. The only way. That's there just was going. no bootleg. There was no iTunes. There was no download this. It was no, oh, get it over here. It's the only way. So, of course, they go platinum. <laughs> but that's just evolution. Right. It's just no technology. You know? So, I, I, I'm always like this. I roll with the flow. You feel me? I roll with the flow. I don't bitch about technology, and I don't bitch about evolution, and I don't bitch about this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, I am here, and I am now. What is the way that I can make this the best, the best out of this here now? Period. That's it. That's Instead all you- of just bitching about this and bitching about that, and, and you know, music ain't this, and music ain't that no more. I mean, people never like everybody's music. It's, music is not for, music is choice. Music is choice. Okay. So at the end of the day, if you don't like southern rap music or you don't like music coming from Atlanta, then turn the channel. Guess what? There's other music on there. Exactly. You know, music is always for always been choice. It's always been choice. I don't like country music. That's fine. Turn the channel. If you don't like rap music. That's fine. Turn the channel. It, it's music is choice. So at the end of the day, you have you have you have a choice, and the choices are huge. So it's like I don't really get into trying to say you know this this thing you know. The record, you know, the, the artist coming from out of Atlanta is this. I mean, there was always one hit wonders. There used to be a show dedicated to one hit wonders. Remember that show? <laughs> yes, yes, Stage I do. One. So why <laughs> yeah. is it? Let me, let me, let me explain this because my, I'm, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly who's listening. I hope, I hope that there's certain people out there listening. I know there's people listening, but I want certain people to understand this. It pisses me off. That people say Atlanta has so many one-hit wonders. You know why? You know why? Why is that? When you are putting out the amount of artists that Atlanta is putting out, you're going to have one hit. You're going to have more one-hit wonders. Right. If you get three Negroes that come from one, if you get two artists that break from New York a year, right, and you get two artists that break from Cali a year. You get two artists that break from um, Virginia a year, and you get thirty <laughs> that break from Atlanta a year. Right. Of course, we're gonna have more one-hit wonders. Of course. Right. So it's like everything is everything is, is, is that has to be put in perspective. You know. Exactly. Everything has to be put in perspective. I have to put this perspective because you know it's like Future is still here, Two Chains is still here, Ti is still here, you know, Jeezy uh, is still here. There's a lot of people in Atlanta that are still here, Lil is still here. So get outcast still here, so get off of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I'm and I'm sure this year we'll produce another another dude that is here for the next ten years. You know, but we'll also produce. You know, because we're Atlanta and we churn out these artists because we give artists the opportunity to shine and they get nowhere else. Exactly. I think that's There's one no thing. other city that an artist can go and perform every night. night. A regular artist. Just yeah. a no budget, work nine to five, go pay my little $10 and jump on the stage every single night. Right. 
I think. I think. I think. I think. And and I, I, me personally, I think a lot of. I think a lot of. I will tell you something, P. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I got to say this. I really think a lot of these artists don't understand it because I'm from a small town. You feel me? I had to move to Atlanta because there were no opportunities where I'm from. You feel what I'm saying? I had to literally say if I want to do the music industry, if I want to get into the music industry, I have to literally uproot my life and leave my family and friends and move to another place where it's popping. And I think a lot of artists who are here, because I noticed that a lot of artists that are from other places, when they come here, they like shit. They only they 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 they, they appreciate them where they get it because where they came from was like nigga ain't it not an open mic every night, nigga. It's like an open mic every two months around that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So I think that a lot of some artists come here, and I think they kind of get spoiled by it to the point. That, and I think that's what a lot of the rumbling bumblings about this open mic or this showcase or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think all that comes from just being spoiled. I think a lot of them don't understand, homie. You bitching about. What open mic charge? Try going somewhere like fucking North Dakota or Wyoming, or try being somebody that wants to do hip hop in fucking Idaho or some shit, or even Indiana. You got major cities, places like you know Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? There's a major city who I, who I, I talk to people all the time. It's like, yo, the opportunity. This is a major city, and the opportunities just aren't there. I think a lot of artists don't understand that you guys have the platforms available. There's certain people who don't have the platforms available on a daily basis that you start to get you starting to bitch about the platforms and how they operate and there are people who don't even have the platforms in the first place even if they wanted to pay ten dollars they can't they can't pay ten dollars to perform even if they wanted to and you are bitching about having to pay ten dollars to perform but again a lot of this mentality a lot of my mentality on it really did come from when i became a platform you know what i'm saying and i understand what it's like dealing with artists now that want to do something free or think you're supposed to work for free or you know what i'm saying get everything you know for the low you know for the free so i understand now i get it now but i think a lot of artists just don't understand that you know you know these this city is is, is a one-of-a-kind place you know what i'm saying you know even traveling and talking to other people now so many people that i meet from other places with internet radio talking to all these people and they're like man shh they come and visit and they're like man I, it was so much to do i couldn't even pick i'm like imagine being here every day being a media outlet having to choose which one you're going to go to you know what i'm saying <laughs> when everybody's inviting you you know what i'm saying so i understand and i totally get it so before we go p i want you to make sure you break down everything give everybody all the information that they need about the atl record pool and everything that you got going on the tv show tell them how they can uh you know maybe uh come out to the taping if you if that's open i don't know uh and also tell them about the atl record pool and how they can get in contact with you about anything Okay, well, definitely on Instagram. You know, my Instagram is P Brown Live. That's P Brown L I V. And I just really just follow. You know, just follow me on P Brown Live. That's gonna, of course, because the record pool is next week. You know, the doors open at four o'clock at the Palace on the South Side. You can get more information from my Instagram. Um, of course, because it's next week. Um, you can log on my Instagram and you'll see tons of information, flyers, um, links and all that good stuff. DJs, DJ link is also on my Instagram. So, um, just for that one central place to get all of the information about the record pool and of course, you know, keep up with what we have going on because we have not, you know, of course we have open mics. We have different events coming up. Like I said, I have a fashion show that's, um, going to kick off in May, uh, for, um, called, um, Tats and fashion, fashion and tats, or something like that. So we're gonna be doing that May 26. You know, just something big and different and a little weird. And um, so I, I, I think that's probably the easiest place. And of course, I, that's where you can get my contact number too. Is just follow me on Instagram at p white paper brown like the color L I V E. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because the last time I, I the last time I talked to UP, and I, this is the shift I'm seeing. But I think I think IG is taking over Twitter because you used to be the you you was Twitter you was killing Twitter. But now it's funny, <laughs> it's, it's funny that now the la- the last time we had a, I had an interview with you was it's been a while since we had a, had a chance to really just chop it up on the air. But it's funny how I, I noticed now everybody's like giving out their IG and no one is like talking about their Twitter anymore. Is it, it, IG got the juice now? You think IG got the juice? Well, I just say evolution. <laughs> roll with the flow. Roll with the flow. And of course, IG does have the juice now. It does have the juice now. I still have my Twitter. I still have my Twitter. But, you know, evolution. I roll with the flow. You know? Those are the type of people that, that that's going to be here for longevity. You, you just got to learn how to adapt and how to change. I, I, I definitely feel like it's getting the juice because, like, I don't get me wrong. I still, we still use Twitter, has a lot of things about it that we still use. It, it's really helpful to K1's radio as far as letting people know what we're playing and our playlists and stuff like that. It's easier to, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, use with a broadcast. But at the same time, I understand so many people really rock with the, they just like pictures. I don't know, man. Why niggas like pictures? They just like pictures and videos. 15 seconds. That's all you need. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Uh, thanks, P. Brown, for coming over here talking to us. k one Radio Live. The ATL Record Pool, it is next week. If you're a person that's trying to get into the industry or you are in industry and you're in the Atlanta area and you're not there, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. You're not really networking. Uh, we'll be we'll be there. We'll be live. We'll be broadcasting live, uh, bringing you guys some exclusive content and interviews. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, this I, I, this is the moment that I, talk, I stopped to talk to P because she's constantly... I don't try to talk to P that much when it goes on because it's just hectic. It's too hectic. I learned my lesson on that. We've been rolling. Yeah, I, I, I learned my lesson on that. I'm like, I talk, I talk to you now, and this is where I get all my questions and stuff out about the, whatever. And then when I come there, I talk to everybody else except you. You know what I'm saying? Unless I got to ask you something about something technical about what we're doing. Other than that, I'm like, because I, I just, I don't. I learned. I'm like, you know what? I let P do her. When I come there, I'll be like, what's up, P? How you doing? And I keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> over there, because it just gets crazy at the breaker pool. But um, we'll be there. We'll be broadcasting live. Y'all make sure y'all come over there and highlight us. You know what I'm saying? When you see us over there, popped up over there uh, at the palace. Make sure you come through. Show some love. Follow her at P Brown Live. Make sure you do that. Check out the taping and check out the TV show when it drops. Am I going to be a guest on TV show? Can I can I be a guest or something? Can I? I, I want to be on TV. <laughs> Shit. Oh, you got to stand behind like 488 people that asked me the same question in the last three days. Fuck them, P. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about them. I, I, I don't give a damn. Shit. Hey, hey, it's like this. It's weekly. It's, it's taping weekly. So believe me, I'm getting it in. I'm getting it. And all my supporters, all the people that have worked with me. I'm definitely gonna find a way to get them on that TV show. Alright, that's what's up. Well, I, I I I we'll talk about that sidebar. I see you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I, wait, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Am I on the panel this year? Because I didn't get picked for a panel this last year. Am I on the panel this year? But you're also one of our, our media. You already know that. You're broadcasting live from the um right. school, so All right. of course. Alright. Alright. P Brown Live, make sure you hit her up at P Brown Live. Thanks again, P. Really enjoyed the conversation. This is great. Make sure you, if you're listening to this, you might not, if you're listening live or the SoundCloud, because this is going to the SoundCloud. Make sure you rock with us over there on the SoundCloud, man. We're building the SoundCloud up crazy. We're also building up our YouTube crazy. Some of the interviews that we catch live at uh, the ATL Record Pool, we're going to be posting them over there on the YouTube. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have some exclusive stuff. A lot of people always come chopping up with us, so we're going to be posting all of those up over on the YouTube page. So make sure you check us out. Follow us on our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube and follow us on SoundCloud. And you can, that's where you can catch the replay of this in case you missed it or you just tuning in now. I said a lot of people tuned in toward the end of this. I said six o'clock, Negroes. Six, not seven, not six forty-five, not six fifteen. I said six o'clock, and P was on the line at six. So if you tune in 
at 6.30. You missed a whole bunch of good stuff. Go to the SoundCloud. It's over there. All right. P. Brown, ATL Record Pool. I really appreciate it, babe. Thanks a lot. All right. All right, babe. I'll right. talk to you. you. know I'll see you tonight or tomorrow sometime somewhere in the street. Somewhere. We're going to be <laughs> flicking it up. We're going to be flicking it up, cheesing it up. All right, Pete. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you. All right. K100 Radio. <laughs> Thanks, buddy, for tuning in, man. That was a really great interview, man. If you if you missed the first part of it, make sure you go and check it out on our SoundCloud. We're also posting on our, our website, www.k100radio.com. All right. DJ Chill Wheel is coming up in a minute. Pause. Shouts out to the homie, man. Your favorite grinder's favorite grinder. He's coming up. He's going to be on deck at 7 o'clock. Make sure you hang around. Don't go nowhere. It's a lot of new music that just dropped, man. It's crazy. Uh, you know, I like the new... Uh, have y'all heard that new Juvenile in Future? Y'all heard that joint? I don't play that joint for y'all. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'll play one more. Let me see. I got the new... Ju- I, I, I've played the damn Kendrick Lamar joints till just, till it's just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to... I gotta give Kendrick a rest. You know what I'm saying? But I love that record. I love, I love what he's just said. He doesn't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? What you people think? He's gonna tell you what he needs, what you need to hear, and what he wants you to hear. And he's winning off that shit. Pause. Also, shout out to Ludacris who dropped a very dope project. If you haven't heard Ludaversal shit, I played that intro. That grass is always green on the other side. Coming into this interview for a reason. It's for a reason that I played that song. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people think it's sweet. A lot of people don't understand what it's like being on the flip side, being the platform, being the media outlet. I played that song leading up to P. Brown's interview because I want people to understand that it's not easy. It's not easy doing this. You feel me? And if you're if you're an artist and you're bitching about the platform, if you're an artist bitching about prices or whatever, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Why don't you put your own fucking start your own internet radio station or start your own platform? You know what I'm saying? Do something yourself. And then once you see how much all the cost, how much it costs, all the costs that are incurred into doing that, see, first of all, see if you can actually pull the shit off, A. And B, see if you can make any money off of it. You know what I'm saying? And C, see if you can put up with motherfuckers trying to always get some free shit constantly. Do that for me. Trust me. I thought it was, I, I, I didn't understand it until I got over here on the other side. But I still got love for all my independent artists. Y'all know we're breaking y'all all the time. P. Brown has a platform. He's giving you an opportunity to hit the stage every week. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you do that, man. Make sure you tune in to K1 Radio and show some love to the independent uh, to the stations that show love to the independent artists. New Juvenile. I like this joint. It's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, for Juvie, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Juvie, Juvie's still around. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play that. And uh, DJ Chillwood is coming up at 7 o'clock. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to K1 Radio. We really appreciate you rocking with us, man, for the P. Brown, uh, the P. Brown interview. Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. DJ Chillwell coming up next. Later. ATL Record Pool next week, Tuesday. We are. Oh, and we're taking over GME Lounge Thursday. Right after that. The next Thursday. Me and Tampa Mystic and GME and Cool Running DJs. We're taking shit over. Look at my IG. Look at my IG at K100 underscore radio. Hit us up. We'll be over there. We, we follow back, by the way. We follow back. K100 Radio. <laughs> You are tuned to K100 Radio, Hip Hop and R&B.